to another episode of the YNK Podcast. Yeah! What's up, everybody? John Kilmer here. Now, we're very excited to announce we are just weeks away before you can interact and support our podcast and our entire brand in a very unique and awesome way. But in order to do that, you have to download the Bravo Pay app. You hear us talk about it a lot, but it's about to get on a whole different level. So download the app and enjoy the show. A little context for our viewers on YouTube. Uh, Travis brought uh, the lighting kit that's going to be used for a Taiga music video tomorrow. So we're just, it's just super lit over here. There's no way we're not going to use it, you know? We'd, not, be, we'd be idiots. We're not going to not use it. We'd be idiots if we didn't. If you're an audio listener, I, I suggest you debut, hop, on, hop on over to YouTube. Check it out. Debut Blues, blues like in the sh- fucking strip club. Fucking vibes are A+. Plus. Make me feel nice and comfortable. I only throw on a Snuggie and like a, and a onesie for special occasions. Today was it. Yeah. It feels special down here. I'm not sure why, but it feels special. Uh, a lot of crazy news today uh, besides uh, some baseball games going down. Um, Mike, you decided you're going back to Utah? Yep. Yeah, you know, these are day of decisions more yeah. or less. I feel like you just got back. <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. Uh I know what you guys are thinking. It's not because I'm going to jail. <laughs> uh, we'll get into your probation in a second. Yeah. Um, we are going back just to link back up and work. Dude who's making my album is out there. Uh, Charlie Handsome. He's a beast. Going out there to link back up with him. He's been living at the ranch for a while. working. With, he's made most about almost 100 he's executive producing what i'm doing but he's also out there he's been kicking it with posts and making some ideas and shit and so we're gonna go back and try to get some more work in man but uh it's definitely one of those places where you like there's no way we're not turning up you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just gonna be the vibe so i don't think there's a place that we don't turn up at <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah turn. but like i'm saying like when you're out in like a fucking mountaintop and like the fuck else we doing you know what i mean it's like when you go on a ski trip, like you booze. You like you ski and you booze. I've never been skiing before. Is that weird? Ever? <laughs> Ever. Uh, been skiing with your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've been skiing in the studio. Speaking of uh, speaking of skiing, Mike, what what is your turn up and tail now with uh with your probation? <laughs> yeah, so, That's serious. <laughs> <laughs> we have just zero privacy in my life anymore because of this podcast. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I'll be on supervised probation, so I can get randomly drug tested. <laughs> you don't. And, you're, uh, you're not on the suit on that drug kinda, test. I was thinking about it. It kind of feels like I'm back in school. Like there was always that little outside chance you get in trouble. Like you might get fucking chucked from the team or <laughs> suspended or kicked out of school. So it's part of the. Uh, it's part of the fun, you know. <laughs> we got a P test waiting for you right after the podcast. Steve, get, Steve. get away from the electronics. If Steve. Steve's just fucked up my, my connection, I'm literally going to euthanize him. <laughs> Steve, Steve, keep it together, buddy. Steve, don't listen to That him. means murder him in a humane way. Um, keep, keep it together. Mike, I was excited for you, you, right excited for you to get a, a probation officer. Yeah, no, nah, it's not that. Have, having him like roam around the house every it's now and again. That. It's not that. <laughs> I think maybe if I lived in Utah, though, that would happen. Maybe. Geek. Cop pulls up and fucking swing the door open. What's up? Wasted playing beer pong on the deck. And how how long is it? Is eighteen months? It's twelve months. All right, supervised, and then another six months unsupervised. So no drugs. I just can't get arrested. That's fucking wild. 
So yeah, I feel like I'm back behavior. in school. I might go to the principal's office, guys. Definitely getting high from that weed right now. If anyone should, uh, I would like to interject and say that if you're not getting facials already, guys, pause. If you're not getting going and getting facials, you got to start mixing it in. Well, you you made you a gotta. you made a, a statement the other day where you said um, LeBron talks about spending a million dollars a year on his body. Yep, which is it's awesome, but it's also insane. Right, and it makes sense though. He's the greatest athlete ever, and he's, it takes it takes that amount of preparation. And uh, like, I mean, man, it's like everything you put into your body matters so much when you're an athlete like that. So. I mean, his body's made him all that money, so yeah, yeah. So you? and and the same. Uh, that's the same. I mean, look, it's it's definitely something like. I mean, they're expensive out here, but you can go to your. You can even do it do it yourself. But bigger point is, guys, start. Start taking care of your skin ASAP. Skincare is huge. The earlier, the better. I started late, but I, I noticed a huge difference. And, like, even the lady that does it, she's like, wow, you know, saying that, like, just because of putting the fucking actual effort in. It's actually kind of a vibe, too. I've noticed the, the older, we're all, like, 30 now. The mm -hmm. older we become, the more, like, women we become in the sense of self-care. And women got a, a lot of shit figured out that we don't. I know. It, 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 gives me, it makes me respect them a little more. <laughs> not, a, not a lot, but a little bit. <laughs> Kilmer, I love that this is your role in the podcast. It's a man's like, podcast. To our four female listeners, very sorry. No, nah, there's a lot of girls that listen. I yeah. get a lot of messages. From no, that. there are. We love the ladies. But honestly, like, I, I, I think do, they know you're fucking kidding. I am kidding because, like, dude, it's fucking, it's hard being a girl. Like, doing all, like, I, I'm starting to, like, take care of my hair more. I'm starting yeah. to take care of my skin more. Yeah. Uh, I'm fucking like I'm 30. I'm starting to go white. I gotta fucking color my hair now. <laughs> I'm like the upkeep is just getting like yeah, incredible. It's, it's taxing. It's very taxing. So to all the ladies, we salute you. It's uh, it's just, it's also like time consuming. If you gotta, if you know, they do full makeup and all, put the, all should, the time they put in there. Takes outfits. like hours. I. I yeah, get, she's a. She, I mean, even bad, even the bad ones. You know, they put them. You know, it's not like you need like. I like a more natural look, but I get it. You could swag it out and do it and crush it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think it's excessive. I think it's part of accessorizing, I guess. I was going to say it was, but it's not really. It's, it's a vibe. I mean, I just could never, ever, if I was a girl, I'd be the one, I'd be like, I don't know if I would be, I don't know if I would be like super, like, I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard. I'd be a tomboy. Yeah. I, I yeah. just, I don't know if I would wear a lot of makeup. I'd be gross. Shit takes so long. I'd be ugly little. <laughs> I just I, like as a or, man, I don't even have the patience to shower every day. So forget about makeup. Uh, like I, I'm clipping my fingernails. Like yeah, fuck. your your hygiene levels. I'm fucking, I'm fucking. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm like fuck. This is so annoying. Your hygiene's a debatable. I enjoy the Borderline acceptable. Borderline isn't. I just. I mean, whatever, man. You shower like once a week on tour. Oh, on tour. Forget about it. Who cares? That, I, I shower like twice a day on that's tour. The just fucking, out of necessity, just to regather myself. Baby. Shower in those horseshit bathrooms in the green room. Train wreck. Post, I need some Crocs. It's always a train wreck. It's always a train wreck. I need some Crocs yesterday. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so, so speaking of probation, you can't take a couple drugs now, which is uh, pretty sad. Or quote, yeah, no, quote unquote, can't take them. I don't, I don't really. Uh, um, it's not. I, I won't have a problem with it. This, this lighting. I could smoke. This, yeah, I mean that's all that matters. But th this lighting setting kind of brought back some uh, some ecstasy memories of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are uh, these are very ecstasy ish. 
I shared a few ecstasy Tone. stories. These are ecstasy tones. I shared the Bang Bros story a couple episodes ago mm-hmm. when I was asked to audition for a Bang Bros scene. And, I um, think that was a while ago. I talked about it a while ago. I don't I think there's an episode that goes by he doesn't somehow sprinkle in porn in some way. It's not every day you get asked to audition for a Bang Bros scene. Big porn. Yeah, guy. this is. It's my mistake that I said no. I didn't say no. I actually wasn't eligible. Actually, who knows how it would have went, you know? I was on ecstasy. There was no way my dinghy was going to work. <laughs> I, don't yeah, maybe, I don't know if that happens you know, to everyone. Maybe, like, everything's perfect, you know? Uh, Everything happens. happens when it's supposed to happen. Could have been, could have been something you had to, you know, you had to face. Like, think about the years we popped off and, like, started, you started being, like, people would have came across that and just been fucking bringing it up all the time. Would have been hilarious. It yeah. would have been a great, it would have been a great little, uh, Icebreaker, honestly. I would geek. I would have I would have done one by now if it wasn't like disappointing my parents. Yeah, your mom would be fucking disheveled. It would, yeah, it would end it would end her world and mine as well. You think she would find it? <laughs> I I do, I don't know. I'm sure it would get passed around. People will send each Somebody other. Somebody would say something, man. Can we do <laughs> I would geek heavy. I'd fucking bring the heat though. Um <laughs> uh one of my favorite XCC stories, which I was uh <laughs> the early days when I when I first started out. Uh, doing videos, I just took whatever fucking gig I could, Shit. and uh, this Holy was probably baby. before I met you guys, and it was like 2011 probably. Yeah, this uh, DJ from Philly named, or Jersey named DJ Scoops hit me up and was like, "Hey Kilmer, uh, you want to shoot a video for me? I'm DJing a fraternity party at Temple University in Philadelphia. Uh, I can give you like 200 bucks." And I was and like, you're like, and I was like, "Yep, fuck yeah!" <laughs> so I'm like, "See you there." Um, yep. So, so I meet DJ Scoops at, and like the, the fraternity parties, um, the fraternity houses at Temple, like they're not fraternity houses. They're just kind of like trap houses in the city. Yeah. And yep, I've been, I've been, I've frequented yeah, many of those yeah, places. You, you've been to many. So like the parties are like in the basement and it's like an unfinished, like grungy trap house basement. And mm-hmm. DJ Scoops is like in there. Everything's like black lights and his, he has a mask and it lights up. And before the, before, DJ Scoops didn't really pan out. I hope he's listening. Scoops. DJ Scoops, if you're listening, I, I fucking love this story and I'll remember it for the rest of my life. I love it. Uh, so before the, before his set, uh, we were upstairs with like the president of the fraternity, the DJ Scoops and me. And, and, and the, this guy comes in and he's like, Hey guys, I got, uh, I got quad stacks tonight. You guys down? And I'm like, what, what's a quad stack? And he's like, it's uh, it's four hits of ecstasy in one pill, and I was like, uh, break mine in half. <laughs> so I yeah. took, so I took a. That'll put you on the fucking moon. <laughs> so I took a dub stack, and uh, <laughs> and dude, the way this hit, and everyone was on ecstasy at this party, and and everyone it, it hit everyone the exact same way, and it was so funny because like you could tell when it hit someone, and like it, they started feeling it. Mm-hmm. Is the first thing that happened is your legs would give out. You just lost motor skills and you can't walk for like a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So it hit me. It hit me when I was walking down the stairs to the basement. I just started fucking like rattling down the stairs. <laughs> I like hold onto the railing and I'm just like rattling. I'm like, oh, it's it's kidding me. And then the second thing that happens is you just have to puke. Like ten out of ten times, everyone the second it hit you, you puke and then you start rolling. That's like, yeah. Like so everyone would be like, oh god, I've been so, there. Everyone's like, oh, I feel so sick. And then they go out and they puke in the back and then they return and they'd be like, oh, I feel amazing. So uh, I shot this entire video for DJ Scoops, <laughs> just rolling my absolute dick off. Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of a vibey video. Yeah, <laughs> it's still on my Vimeo. Probably caught a little wave in there. You I'll know? probably uh, it's on my Vimeo. I'll probably blast it out. Probably, yeah, you gotta fire that tweet. <laughs> we'll blast out. it out on uh, the the socials on um on our, our on our Twitter. So. Yeah, we did uh we did <laughs> we played fucking House of Blues on Bourbon Street. 
<laughs> and uh, we Train took wreck. a fucking molly right, right, like in the green room. Dude, I'm with my ex from from Duke. Yeah, like I dated a girl. Let's talk about that uh, for a second. Let's just change her name. You know, Sally. Sally. Yeah, I dated Sally at Duke. She was actually like a great person. Super seemed uh, like a sweetheart. Super like just really cute. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't you know it was way too <laughs> early for anything. Some serious. little Philly break your heart? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> uh, actually, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So more or less, like I was just an ass. You know, I like was super immature and whatever. But uh, Sally, uh, what was my point here? What was my point about this? <laughs> Oh, Bourbon Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bourbon Street. So, so dated her, like, you know, for a year in college, I think, loosely. And then uh, ran into her. Like, like the fact, like, she has, we have a crazy relationship stance because I was just, like, an injured baseball player when she met me. And, like, I had, there was no such thing as, like, music or, like, you know what I mean? Um, music, like, wasn't even in a fucking universe of our relationship so she was just like what the fuck is going on when i started like becoming a musician and mm-hmm. i wasn't really even speaking to her much but like we linked up she came to a show and it was just it's a hilarious dynamic because it's just so far-fetched from what what we experienced mm-hmm. um but we had a great vibe great night <laughs> I took a fucking, with all that being said uh no we took a and to put it even like the even more hilarious part is i've pulled the trigger on a molly yeah you know what i mean like there's only a specific night like i rarely do drugs an an entire tour like out of of respect to my body for the most part like i don't really do it but like bourbon street because we we just we gotta drink so much you know and like it's just part of it and like if i go ham and like stay up all night you know like that type of shit yeah um so yeah we're on bourbon street and like that's when you pull the trigger on something like that but it's just funny i was with my ex from duke like years before and we had, we popped a Molly backstage. We just fucking yonder out to Bourbon Street. There's fans everywhere. I'm like, whoa. I walk out. I'm like, holy fuck. You know when like the lights hit you? Like we're yeah. in the green room at the House of Blues. We walk outside. The lights hit you. We're all. <laughs> <feel> right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, similar to this. That's why, I brought, that's why I brought it up. And uh, fucking, what? Um, it's me and Blue get out there like 30 seconds in. We look at each other. I'm like, yo, I got to throw up. He's like, me too yeah i'm like we run to the there's a bathroom like right next door there's a couple fans in there at the bar <laughs> run right by him going we both go into the bathroom same time and yacked at the exact same time i've never <laughs> i didn't even know like it couldn't have hit us at the exact moment any more identical and then and then we just had a fucking amazing night bodies are in dude, sync dude, remember alex's face <laughs> yeah oh yeah speaking speak, yeah speaking of lights our, our lighting like our LD on the tour. <laughs> yeah. got, he was he got so down. lit, bro. Oh he he was on the psychedelics wave way before us. Yeah, for sure. But he like he would like abuse it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I never, I never, I don't ever like if I like for everyone listening. Like I do really small amounts of shit for the most part. Not you know, I drink a lot. Like if we're talking volume, mm-hmm. but like it's mainly microdoses. Even if I do Molly, it's like very interval. You know what I mean? But like. I mean, that's what I would recommend if you're even thinking about it or fucking with it at all. Just take baby steps. And that's that's usually the vibe I like. Um, but my point was, uh, what was my point? 
<laughs> what was my point? Though I had uh, drugs are bad. Okay, <laughs> don't don't do drugs because they're bad. <laughs> oh oh yeah, Alex would just do like, dude. I did like fucking ten tabs. <laughs> like if I did ten tabs, like I would never ever do that. You know what I mean? You could just see it in his eyes. People though. do that. A little bit I, of him I, was lost. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he, nah, but he likes he likes he great would, guy. He would though. say the same thing though. Like take him to places where you just like. It's, ex- able- it's very circumstantial. Drugs are so circumstantial. Yeah, it really yeah. is. For sure. Great guy. Yeah, good guy. Good heart. <laughs> He's got a good heart. Great dick on his shoulders. Um. <laughs> Great dick on his shoulders. Uh, so anyway, shout out DJ Scoops. That was a fucking awesome time uh, in my early days. It's funny. Molly like wasn't really a thing when I was in college. Was it for you guys? No, I didn't, do, you? I, didn't, I didn't do one drug in college. First time I did it was at a casino, and I was <laughs> tripping balls. <laughs> It was insane. Everyone was with t- Robbie, right? No, I ran into a random friend from high school <laughs> in the took bathroom, drugs with him? and he's like, "I always want to do Molly," and he had it on him. And I, All right. I fucking woke up 24 hours later, like an hour away from my house, just tripping out. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> I got kicked out of club before this happened. Those substances really, really, they can, they can whack you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Last rolling story. I was uh, my 25th birthday. I was on tour with uh, Kendrick Lamar and Steve Aoki, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it hit my 25th birthday hit, uh, or 20, 25th, I think, yeah, hit while we were on the road in, uh, I don't know, some city. And we just decided, uh, like, the, I was on tour, like, uh, the production team, there was another girl whose birthday was the day after mine, so we both were like, let's just take a ton of drugs for our birthday and just go to the concert. I was supposed to be filming the concert, but it didn't matter. Um, so... We just get super loaded. We go to the show, and one of the th- one thing that Steve Aoki does is he uh, he takes like an inflatable white water raft, like big inflatable raft, and he like gets on and crowd surfs through the audience in the raft. And uh, I guess like someone told him it was our birthday, so he was like, when it came time to that like happening, he he's like, hey, you guys want to go on the raft tonight? And I'm like, I'm fucking a different universe at this point, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about a fucking body high. Just uh, <laughs> like being in a fucking raft with like this chick, yeah, yeah. Crowd surfed through like ten thousand people. You guys had a little wave too, didn't you? you and the girl, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, I don't know how much I could speak on it, but uh, what does it even matter at this point? <laughs> <laughs> we had a, we had a vibe. Uh, <laughs> she still comes to all. You remember? I mean, she's a yeah, she's cool. She's, she, I mean, she's wild. She's she wild. In a Seattle show, right? <laughs> she's even a little wild for us, but she comes to all our shows in Seattle. Speak for yourself. She get, remember, do you remember the time when we were in New York City and she came to hang out and uh, we took her to a strip club and she just ran on stage and started stripping? Yeah. When we say strip club, that. like the illest strip club, like a, <laughs> like a legendary, my boy owned it. Like It's like one of the best spots. Flash dancers. It was a classy joint. This was, this it wasn't was Flash dancers. It was another spot. It was privatized. It was, uh, it was a vibe. It was that place a vibe. What the hell is the name it's of that? It's privatized. Privatized, yeah. yeah. I think they changed the name now. Um, but yeah, anyway, she's wild. And... Uh, Love her to death, though. She's a good friend. Right now, she's good. still a good friend. We'll be right back with You Never Know, You Know What I Mean, right after this urination break. All right, guys, let's cut the shit for a second. Now, you might have your summer body ready. You've been working out all winter. You're ready to hit the beach, show the ladies what you're made of. Or maybe you've been like me and been a lazy sack of shit and uh, put on a few pounds during quarantine, grew some man titties. Regardless, when you're unveiling your body, we want to make sure it's silky smooth, and our friends at Manscaped can help you do that. Now, I, for one, love this lawnmower that they have here, 
and uh, it's it's unlike any trimmer I've ever had. And if I if I had a nickel for the amount of pubes I shaved off of my uh, my body and my, my taint with this thing, I would have at least seventeen dollars. Uh, I for one have very sensitive testicle skin. I've nicked it pretty much in every razor I've ever owned. This one, uh, the lawnmower, it's got it's got some type of like plastic here instead of metal on both sides, and uh, because of that, it just it's you're nick free every time. And another little fun thing is uh, it's got a little it's got a little flashlight on it. Isn't that something? You <laughs> it's got a little flashlight on it so you can see you know what you're trimming. If for whatever reason the lighting isn't you know pristine in the, in the bathroom you're in or wherever you shave your pubes. So uh, our friends our friends over at Manscaped are running a very special uh, a very special special where you're gonna get twenty percent off and free shipping. All you gotta do at checkout is use promo code YNK. And again, that's promo code YNK. You get 20% off and free shipping. You ready? I bet you didn't know that, uh, or maybe you do know, The Office is actually based off of another show called The Office, which started in the UK. But another thing you probably don't know is that there's actually nine other offices based in nine other countries. And we'd never know that because when we go on our streaming services, we only see shows that are available to us in our own country. But... That's about to change. Our friends at ExpressVPN are changing the game. Now, for less than $7 a month, you can use ExpressVPN and you can let, basically let your computer appear in any country you want. You can, you can geographically locate yourself anywhere you want. And by doing so, you can use Netflix, you can use Amazon, Disney+, Plus, you name it, any streaming service, and you can appear to be in any other country and watch the programs and movies that they have. You can watch all the other eight or nine offices, office, offices. And it's super easy. Uh, if you go to expressvpn.com slash YNK, you can get your first three months for free. There's just tons of other content out there in the world in all these different countries, and you can watch it anytime you want for such a low price. And it's a great deal. That's expressvpn.com slash YNK. So get on there today. You ready? You uh, you talked about this I think a week ago. About I don't know how much you want to talk about it. How uh, you know, a girl that you're not not necessarily seeing, but like hanging out with now, and uh, you were gonna end things, but you both like collaboratively yeah. said you were gonna have like a last hoorah, like little bang sesh yeah. before you like ended things. Yeah, I mean we've had that like three times now, but it's just you know, um, like talked about it three times or like fucked three times. Um. No, no, I mean, like, we've had that conversation, like, this is the last time. Gotcha. And then it just kind of continues a little bit, but I think it's probably probably a wrap at this point. Um, you get your last one in? Yeah. She's a rock star, man. How was it? She's a rock star. She's super cool. Fuck with her heavy. Super cute. Just, you know, I'm, I said it out the gate. I was just like, I mean, I tweeted it the other day. I was just, like, genuine, like, you know, like, the level of honesty where you could just, like, tell people exactly how it is. Like, that's the key to longevity in any relationship. I know, you just tweeted that. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. like, in any relationship, you know? Like, even this, a rare relationship, we, like, just kind of started hooking up, didn't know each other at all, caught a vibe, hooked up for a long extended period of time, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's just, like, from the very get-go, I said I, I'm not, yeah, I'm, like, not even dating, you know what I mean? I'm down to catch a vibe, and 
I'm just not. This is like gave her didn't even ever explain it, but then like recently have like kind of explained it because she was like more or less like why she was inquiring. She's more or less saying like just stop hooking up with other girls. We don't have to date, but that is dating. That is dating. Yeah, she didn't really get. A that. girls hit me with that before too, and I but I, like I didn't fall for it. It has nothing second. to do with her. She's a rock star. She's cool, mm -hmm. very cool. Um, and she, you know I think that's pretty cool. Uh, modern approach to ending a relationship like yeah you know, she's, ne i've never done that before i think it's pretty fucking sweet yeah and like the vibes are high and it's not like when we bump into each other it'll be all love you know mm -hmm. versus some shit where like i'm like oh no no i will like i won't hook up with other girls and i just do it and then she finds out and then she'll <laughs> fuck with you no more that'd be hilarious if like you saw her at a party and just didn't talk to her once <laughs> hey how are you <laughs> hey how are you have you ever I mean, seen that black mirror episode what it's like the dating one where like yeah it's amazing like, but you know how they end it like they they find out they have like some of them have like an hour left mm -hmm. and they just see just like you know yeah mm -hmm. i mean the overall message of that episode was, that was crazy. crazy right yeah it was crazy it was like the the way you were the game you won the game is like you had multiple dates over and over with the same person but like the people that were like willing to put their lives on the line and break out of it is that's how they actually got to be together. like that's how you actually so you break the algorithm won the sim yeah. simulation you mm -hmm. know which was like really interesting yeah that was one of my favorite ones black mirror is some yeah. next level shit man next like, to next to the lesbian episode uh this my that one was my favorite one yeah the I mean, lesbian it, one was hands down the best one that one's so weird there was some great one the san junipero one yeah, I fucked with that heavy. Yeah, the afterlife one. That shit was crazy. That heavy. I don't know how we were gonna segue into this. I had a fucking really great way to segue, but I don't remember now. Uh, do you remember that like bodybuilder chick I was hanging out with in in St. Louis that one night? We were talking about Serena Williams today. Yeah, and, and I almost said it, but then I just like walked up the stairs and said, <laughs> "I literally almost said, I'm pretty sure you hooked up with a bodybuilder somewhere." Well, that's you're like, nah, she's too big for me. I I have my reasons. <laughs> Bro, she was that girl jacked. Was Jack. I don't even know if I saw her. I just heard. Dude, I was right. I know she was Jack. We I was talking. right now. I was in the bed next to her. <laughs> Bro. Blue had a fucking front row seat. Bro. Blue, what was it like from your vantage point? What was going on? Over I mean, I wasn't. Well, I gotta I gotta set the scene first and explain were, myself. You were busy with can, I, can I explain I, myself I had, first? Yeah. I, I want like you need to hear my side of the story. My yeah, side man, I don't think I've ever heard it. My side of the story is that Mike, were you with us that night? Nah. All right, well, that was a train wreck. I, I remember that. We were with like a nice group, you know. It was uh, an off night, wasn't it? It was an off night. We were at like an outdoor bar and like we were the group of girls just like pretty chill and like they just weren't, they weren't about it. They were like very attractive, but they weren't like, the passion level was at an all time low. I was with two chicks. What? What I'm just, they, they weren't, they were just like, <laughs> their vibe wasn't good. It was just a bad vibe. Like, yeah, they were hot. What night, we like, talk, what, night, what night are we talking about? Thinking about the wrong one. Probably, probably thinking about the wrong night. They, they had a horseshit vibe, and I, I wasn't about it really. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm just going to get loaded on fireball shots and see where the night takes me. The bar's pretty empty. But I do notice, out of the corner of my eye, a girl with just fucking pythons for arms playing like beer pong at this outdoor bar. And I didn't Are know- Are you sure her. it was a girl? Yeah. <laughs> I was like pretty convinced it was a girl, and oh man, she was and fucking. I, and like in the back, in, in the back of my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, like it'd be pretty funny if like I just you know took her back to the hotel because like I don't know, just for the story, you know. I was like, I was journaling at this point. I'm like, it, this would be funny for my journal. He said I was journaling. I was journaling, and like I'm I'm a do it for the story kind of guy. You are, and uh, but I didn't know how I was gonna make it happen because I'm not like a go up to girls I don't know and start talking to them kind of guy for whatever reason. 
I mean, she'd kick your ass. That's actually a, that's actually a decent level of risk there. Like, <laughs> there that is. Jack- but she was like, you know, she was having a good time. And uh, so she comes up to the bar at one point and she's like buying shots and she's like acting real friendly around us. And she's like, she's like shots for me and all my friends. I haven't, no one's spoken a word to her yet, but she just said shots for me and all my friends. And I'm like, oh, thank you. That's like really nice. Uh, within like two minutes, I realized she's a Steve. She's like like a huge Steve. She's a fan. She was a fan. Yeah. It oh, just, I didn't know that. It just so happened. That she, makes it even better. It just so happened she was a fan. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are the odds? Oh, what are the odds that a there's like yeah. there's a woman who is more muscular than me at this bar, and two that she's a Steve. Yeah, um, that's funny, man. Dude. At, at that point, it was like my obligation to Steve. Dude, close I, the door. I could write a close book the door, about. Buddy. I could write close a, the door, Mister Steve. So he just uh, opens the door and you hear. I was telling Mike yesterday. I need to write a book about our like hotel experiences. Yeah, me and, oh my me and yours. God. Yeah, Bro, one, time, <laughs> one time you told me you, we already like hooked up with chicks at a party. We get back to the hotel. You're like, here we yeah, go. I got, I got two chicks coming over. And I'm like, I'm, uh, it's like eight in the morning. And I'm like, it was a whatever. Long, long time ago, by the Whatever. Way, I was like, ago. I'm down. You're like, yo, her friend's pretty hot. Coming up. Bro, her friend. Back in the they, days they when walked the cameras weren't on Bro, her. they walked in. One had a whole leg brace on. Like she was she fucking. Heard, she was injured. Cast all. Yeah, she was. That doesn't deter Kilmer whatsoever. Was, bro, they were huge. They, they, <laughs> they were huge. Bro. Beauty's the eye of the beholder. I right? sat in the tub, bro. I was so hungover. I was like hungover at this point. I sat in the tub for like a couple hours to ride out. She was not <laughs> banging on the door trying to get me out there, bro. I, I thought I was hanging out with a leg brace girl. I'm here. <laughs> you were, but her friend was a train wreck, dude. Uh, <laughs> whatever, man. Kilmer's um, <laughs> like, whatever, man. So, anyways, long story short, it's. Man, I wish I could post pictures of this girl, but uh, they'd just be mean. I don't want to like. So how was the how was the night? I mean, look, you were clearly uh. There were like a sh- yeah, you they were clearly f- into it. No, I was not. I definitely wasn't into it. I was very. You weren't into. I was very frightened the entire time. Um, <laughs> and right, right, I was very like, frightened. Right as I was about to come to fruition, uh, com- completion, <laughs> completion, <laughs> whatever. Um, like the fucking door busted, and I think fucking blew, and like a bunch of people walk in, like when I'm just like right about to hit it and like finish, and it just it didn't, oh what a train wreck! It didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> what a train wreck! But All that happened. Didn't even get one. I thought it happened. Let one fly. But no, like yeah, we were doing some stuff. But honestly, like dude, there were some situations <laughs> when like I was terrified. Like really? Like when was she, she like body slamming? You? No, like when she like when she was on top. When she was on top, like her, she, she had traps like up to her ears. <laughs> Yeah. And like there was yeah. a moment when like I I swear to God there was a <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there was a oh, there was man. a moment like her arms and traps were just fucking bulging and she let out like a like a low like a <gasps> like a grunt <laughs> and I'm like I'm like what the fuck am I doing like what the fuck am I doing right now uh, oh my god so I like I I had to like I had to switch things up and like I was kind of getting like I was kind of uh, getting to like a little groove again and then fucking like blew and these people fucking bust the door down and like, like yo blew yeah. these people. Anyways, she I, know, like, ah. I know exactly where I was with. Her. <laughs> she was very nice though. Like nothing, uh, nothing man. against her. She was just very, very in shape. She stayed. She stayed the night. <laughs> Fucking jack. She stayed the whole night. <laughs> stayed over. <laughs> we dated for eight months after that. <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. Oh man, you're so you. Oh man, I'm sweating. I'm be- sweating right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sweating. Just thinking, thinking about it. He has PTSD from it. Look at him. Yeah, no, I'm sweating. Yo, I'm going to do it Kilmer's for the story guy. Like, there's, no, there's no shame in that. Let, let it be uh, known that Kilmer also just has like a wide palate. 
Your passion level for everything. It, it doesn't matter if she's a 10 or a 2. Let it also be known. She, that is not in my palate. That's not even close to my palate. I was just open-minded enough yeah, to try it. Yeah, but it's slightly in your palate enough for you to even do it. I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't enjoy it, though. I didn't like it. I, yeah, but like your, your dick was hard. <laughs> for a moment. Allegedly, it might have been Allegedly, it might have been hard for a moment. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if I, I don't know if I would. Uh, I, you, you banged her. There's a bigger. <laughs> you, <laughs> you banged her. You, you banged her. Uh, I heard it. What do you say? There's a there's a bigger message uh, to be said though that uh, that uh, I think at the end of the day the one thing that we hold on to that's the most precious to us are our memories. Yeah, and damn sure. that's one I'll never forget. As grim as they were, that's one I'll never forget. Man, the tour uh, chronicles are a whole. <laughs> is that is that one in the memory bank? <laughs> it's my journal. I journaled. <laughs> It'll be in the book one day. It'll be right in the book. <laughs> it'll be it'll be told just as exactly as you heard it here. <laughs> Yo, so I just came across this. Came across. We what? have we have to we have to make this a thing. We'll have to run it through blue. But it's titled "Oreos Are the Man," and it's a book of blues. Blueisms. Blueisms. Oreos are the man. Ore- <laughs> Oreos are the man. It's the funniest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life we, like, we started a, documenting I mean, them a couple we have years to go ago. through these not we don't have to do it now i'm saying you, we oh, have, you have to make this right we there? have to make this a fucking yeah a, book an illustration a, uh, book. bro yeah like cartoons with funny little basic drawings just read a couple of them i don't know how like, accurate they are to be honest they definitely are we wrote them so. down the second after you said them no. <laughs> <laughs> i love the state i'm in i love my country <laughs> that's like genius i, mean, I definitely yeah. said that that's literally genius <laughs> if you don't like dolphins, you're a serial killer. It's true. That's I just mean, a fact. That's, <laughs> it's not even cool when it's that hot. You're a big temperature guy. Huge Bro, temperature I'm sweating guy. my dick off right now. <laughs> I mean, I, is I'm hot too. Is it the Are you guys hot? No, I'm I, so I, turn, hot, bro. I have to turn the AC off when we record. For That's the sound. why I'm yeah. so hot, bro. Yeah. I'm about to faint over here. <laughs> Steve, relax. Go sit down. Uh, um, yeah, there's so many good ones. <laughs> yeah, we'll make the book. Oreos are the man. Oreos are the man. Um, Versace doesn't like Oreos. How weird is that? I can't. Uh, that is insane. Um, you wanted to talk about your well, one these days is platinum women. We we already knew that, but you had like a good story about the uh, the plaque because we're about to get the platinum plaques for these days. Oh yeah, yeah, it is actually a dope story. Okay, um, I think it's awesome. <laughs> the email, the plaque is literally just a printout of the email. Like that's the design of it. And it's the email I sent that night to Lior Cohen and uh, who's, who's, I know, you know, if, if you're in the music industry or been paying attention for a long time, like you'd know who he, he's a legend, but like a lot of you guys probably don't even know who that is, but Lior Cohen's like just a legendary kind of a, you know, label, what would you call him? I guess he's, I mean, he's done plenty of things. He was the manager for the Beastie Boys. Yeah. like. Jay-Z, that's right? where it started jay-z just tons and tons a, of shit yeah, he's he was more of like he's like a, one of the most powerful executives that's how i would put it uh, he's done like a wider range of shit but he was helping when we did dropped closer he was fucking with my manager who i'm still with and they like lior wanted to help after he heard the song and we worked it to radio and shit and he was kind of doing that um but yeah i sent an email they told me a story travis scott they managed travis scott too and they were just saying how he was like wild and uh you know like would just say hilarious shit like <laughs> he sent an email he sent an email to them saying attack this with a new song and he was just telling them like 
make it big because it's dope. And it was just like with like 10 exclamation points at like five in the morning, you know? Mm -hmm. So I literally did the same thing. I, th I want to say it was like the next night or that at least the next that week I made these days. And I sent literally when I made it that night, I sent it to him and I sent an email and I said, attack this with like 10 exclamation points. It was a joke, but it wasn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I was. I did you did. have a feeling about that song yeah, that it was going to be special? I did. I had a feeling I was making it. Yeah. On your plums. Bro, we made that on a Wednesday and dropped it on a Sunday. That's incredible. And we went in that Sunday morning before. This is when I was doing Sunday stud days. And uh, we went in that Sunday morning and, like, I remember we that was where we, like, made the hook. Like, I just want to chill, drink, smoke, fuck. Like, I, that was only a part of a verse. And it was just like this this song with like no real chorus, and then we kind of like made that. Thank God. Mm -hmm. That was definitely like the first really catchy song, mm -hmm. like original song. Yeah, I agree. Because the remixes, mm -hmm. bunch of remixes. So what's wait what what? So how does the story end? Like did? Oh yeah, no. So that's that's the plaque. Like I really didn't do jack shit for the song, but it went platinum. I like called my shot. So we literally made that the plaque. So did they not think that was a song like worthy of attacking? I mean, I was just independent and like we didn't have deals in place. Like, yeah, we were working another song to radio, like, you know, but the song just went and went and went, you know. Mm -hmm. Right on. But it's a, it's a that's an amazing plaque. It is, yeah. You know, sure is. No one ever forgets their first. Yeah, I mean, dude, you would have thought I would care so much more, but that's like it's just how it's how it feels. I've had that experience so many times on this journey, and I think that's okay. You know, it's just like mm -hmm. if you're meant to keep going, it's never going to feel like you've made it, you know? And, like, hopefully you never feel like you've made it completely, you know? I don't know. It's just like I really try to it's, – it's a balancing thing, but, you know, having that – Having having something to chase after is like kind of where all the best things come from. I was just gonna ask, do you do you think these days the message of these days and keep going are kind of contradictory? No, not at all. Not at all. So like, like keep going, essentially is like it's just the the greater notion of like no matter, you know. The, I think they play off each other like actually perfectly. Like mm -hmm. keep going is just like no matter what what the cards in your hand are like. It will life will be a cycle of those and like there will be times where it's really great and times when it's really bad but like when you continue on that journey you know like that's how you like it's really your only option to actually having a fulfilled life like no matter what you have if you just sit there and do nothing just sit like you stay, know like stay it will it will just it will get dry it's like anything else man so it's like it, there's also a balance of like i you, you know you try to live in the now and and mm -hmm don't fucking say no to your friends and go on a trip when, just because you feel like you have to stay at work if you have that option. You know what I mean? Like, you have to pick and choose wisely. Yep. You know, but, like, yep. these days, essentially, is, it's about capitalizing on, on, on the moments you're in. And that could be working or that could be fun. So whatever the moments that are coming to you in your life, like, it's about, like, handling them and, and approaching them as much as you can be present. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And staying... And, and, and if that's working for four weeks straight and finish making a crazy album because that's how it feels and you're doing the right thing, then that's that's handling these days to the best of, of your ability, you know? And then it could be also like, hey, you might go on a fucking 10-day bender and, and have fun and do all this shit. Like a lot of the best shit that a lot of amazing things have happened to me while I was partying, you know? Yep. So... I think there's Same. like a there's a there's a balance, you know, and it, it is a dangerous game. And you know, for people who don't live in this environment, it might sound like 
kind of crazy or like we're wild, but really it's not. I'm just, we're just navigating there. You know, go with the flow. You got to go with the flow. Power yeah, with and, the jellyfish, and, man. Yeah, exactly. You just have to, you really just have to be My able to like, it's, it's that self, it's that feel shit. It's feel for what's going on in your life. Where are you? You know, what are you supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're all, I think all this shit we're talking about is pretty consistently intertwined in the same direction. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it opens up and we just get wider and wider with what, you know, I guess with like, there's a lot of shit right now that, you know, I, I feel now or I believe in now that I didn't believe in like six months ago or a year, you know, I didn't see it the same way. So it's really a, a cool way of just like, if you're in the now and you're in the moment and you have an open mind, like that's how you continue to grow and expand, you know? We were just talking today about when, when we were watching the UFC fight, how like when they're fighting, they're in the moment, like mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause the stakes, be. the stakes are so high. The level of focus is so high that you can't be like sit sitting there in the ring and being like oh man i i think my girl is like fucking with this other guy. like even like the worst things in your life that's i think that's why those guys love fighting so much they probably they probably love escaping reality and like going in there and just being in that you know but they call it the flow state and i i, I i'm a huge believer in the flow state thing and i i try to like try to I, th- I really think it's the main reason why i meditate and keep trying like dude even now i haven't meditated in like a week and i kind of feel like i've noticed it i kind of feel like shit <laughs> and i'm like more and i'm more kind of like a little like slightly pissed off myself like how do i let that happen there's so many t- like three days in a row i'm like oh i'm gonna come back and do it and then i never go back and do it so you know flow state is like where that's truly these days that notion like you're right there in that moment that's all you got there's nothing else going on upstairs that's what you try to do with meditation is just that that's being in that's being as mo as present as you possibly can when if you can clear your mind mm-hmm. just be right there and i think that's where like a lot of amazing shit happens hell yeah these days are the glory days yes sir um do you ever like on the podcast talk about exactly why you changed your name not really because i i noticed i got some of those questions last week when we were opening up the the hotline and um yeah i don't think you yeah. ever really touched on i it. mean look it's not like this pointed answer this is something we've wanted to do for a long time I'm, even back to four or five years ago i had, i had mentioned it and talked about it a bit um it got to a point where you know i look i pushed it independently about as far as you can go i mean that's that's not necessarily true but in my eyes yes like the way we were operating you know as an independent artist it's about as far as we could we could push it especially with that type of music and the sound i was on and and um you know i i I went into this a few years ago now we were decided on the name change wasn't sure what it was going to be but knew we had to make a sound like i knew i had to like craft out of sound you started talking about it a while ago when we first started the podcast how many ideas i'm still making ideas because the sound has just been crafted over this time but up to that point as mike stud i never had a time where i sat down and tried to create a sound i was just what are we gonna make boom 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 all right cool put a project cool we're touring boom mm-hmm. boom boom remix remix you know what i mean it was never like sitting in a studio and like like are you the artists you hear about where you just go missing and you're like in there for four or five days a week for a long period of time and you that was the first time I got to do it. And that's where this sound kind of like started to make sense. And 
we bro, we went out to Joshua Tree, like listen to Casey Must and all that shit. And we're like, yo, I know what the sound I started to hear what the sound should be. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I started making that more. And then and then post, you know, me and post, some of this can't be like, you know, but like post is a part of it too. Saying and, and my manager who's like post manager and a big time guy and respect was just like, dude, with this sound and like this is the time for the name change. This all makes sense. Like Mike Stud has a ceiling. And I'll explain that. But Mike Stud has a ceiling here. And like he had a viewpoint that I couldn't get access to because he was having these executive conversations with people on the fly. Like, hey, what do you think about Mike Stud? Blah, blah, blah. Seeing the genuine reaction from the who's who. Yep. And being like, oh, the college, like white rapper thing, you know, like. Yeah, can't be that forever. You know, and like mm-hmm. kind of had this stigma. And like, yeah, probably didn't, probably could have just done it forever, you know, but like things changed in the sense of one my soul like i didn't want i found myself not wanting to tell people i was mike stud and that's a huge red flag for me like yeah yeah. in my heart like i'm very proud of what i do and what we've done and to have that be attached to something that like didn't sit right with me was really like fucking my vibe up um and then post was kind of the guy who's just like dude you're the biggest mike i've ever met like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you could be anything else like you know yeah so i was just like fuck it you know and then we looked we had some time we looked into it did some research like also you know doing that i'm doing this with record company you know it, it will be a i'm i'm gonna have an amazing deal but it will be it, this will have an opportunity to have an engine behind it like you know what i mean there's there's mm-hmm. a chance at like a bigger audience here um so like you know we looked into like mike and the logistics and how 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 unorthodox is that is it is it a problem with like seo was an issue like mike can you search that yeah and like yeah there are a little deficiencies in it but like the pros outweighed the cons for me and it feels felt right and i just pulled the trigger on it um and it sucked because i had to keep it very quiet a lot of people kind of thought i was like you know just like anybody else like just you know like I wasn't inspired or I wasn't making a bunch of music because there wasn't a ton coming out, but we were winding off Mike's dead. You don't want to feed a fire that you're trying to put out, you know? So mm-hmm. it was a it was a test of patience. And then I also went through this like spiritual shit. So just, you know, like looking back, I'm so happy that I wasn't in the middle of this huge build. Like if, say we were already through the mic phase and it was starting to go big and then I go through these hardships and didn't get a chance to like sit here and read and kind of, fuck around with meditation and do that shit like maybe maybe i wouldn't be the same way right now or whatever so it's just how you gotta look at it i mean that's how i look at it i don't know um but it's achievable for anybody like i think that's that's a story i'm really hoping to tell it's just like we played the long game a lot of people wrote like definitely wrote us off and and nothing against those people i have no you know chip or anything about it on my show like i get it you know like i don't think the mute the music had promise or whatever and it was cool but you know there's a lot of things that that have been improved upon and you know shit evolves so that's the exciting part about the name change what i'm most excited about i just need my fans have been amazing about it we've warmed them up to it there's a lot of people like why would you ever change it you know like mm-hmm. but they fuck with mike stud so obviously the <clears throat> name and the branding and the whole stigma it, it didn't bother you because you were able to be a fan of it but there's there's no way of quantifying how many people were turned off by it almost immediately just by the sound of it never mind i'm like a white kid from duke yeah 
you know, it's just like there's a lot. And I, I just kind of have evolved as a person where it just didn't align. I think once people hear this music, they would be like, no way it could have been Mike's dad. You know what I mean? It just wouldn't have. Yeah. It would have, like, this This gives it a real chance to breathe and, like, be its own thing. Mm -hmm. I think, um, what was I going to say? When you, back to the sound thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like back then, like, it was more rapping. There mm -hmm. wasn't, like, a sound. No one was, like, searching for it. Every, people were rapping way more. Just punchlines. You there know was, what I mean? There was a huge, punch like, rap yeah. was in, like, not non-melodic rap. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. kind of flows and stuff. But it yeah, was man, not, then it the wasn't, whole like, sound, a sound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it happened but like, a little later. Right, but I'm saying even specifically, ha like being an artist that has a sound, like I don't know if I really had a sound before this, really you could put a real finger on the sound. Or like now, like you will, you know what I mean? You'll be able to be like, oh, this sounds... I mean, I think a little part of that is the remix. A little part were, of what? You did a lot of remixes, so they weren't mm -hmm. original songs, so how could you... Yeah, but I did a ton of originals too. Like they were just yeah, kind yeah, of all yeah, over the place, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. I mean, but yeah, your, for sure. Your yeah, sound yeah. was that you you were a rapper and a lot of the sound. Yeah, being, being a rapper too. was a big. We didn't even think about it, bro. Being That's a rapper just, was the thing back then. Now, like, how many like true rappers are mainstream? Yeah, no, no rap, I mean? rap's kind of come and gone. There are still some, there are still some, but, no, like, but in that, it's and, few and far between. Yeah, exactly. That that genre is is now like a subgenre. But think about how big hip hop is now. Hip hop was always kind of this small subculture. Now hip hop is pop. Mm hmm. Everyone in pop is trying to do hip hop shit. Even the people that do rap have melodies. Like J. Cole has a lot of melodies. Yeah. Like, for a rapper. Yeah, you even know what like I mean? he's adapted great. Drake adapted amazingly, obviously, was a big part of the whole reason everyone raps he's, the way he, they rap. He still raps. Yeah, I know. Like on that last. Uh, I think that's it? dope, actually. My gut, when I hear it, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, like I've heard these types of the Chicago freestyle one. That shit's a smash. Like, when I heard it, I was like, I've heard this before from Jay Connor. Like, I was rocking with what he was saying, and, but I wasn't finding myself wanting to play it. And then, you know, it's just, I feel like that song, now I, I could hear it in any environment and fuck with it. But, like, these are examples of guys, even Kendrick. Kendrick's last album was highly melodic for Kendrick Lamar. These guys adapted and, like, also kept their integrity of, like, being lyricists, too. And that's why they're the, they're the top three. Kendrick hasn't put out. And yeah, bro. I was just thinking uh, that today. I want to say he might be retiring. I heard it. I saw he launched the media company. Really? Yeah. Does he have a kid? He had like a kid, but it's like super low key. Yeah, I could see him being a dude who ducks out early. He'll probably come back with a crazy project, though, you know? Mm hmm. And yeah. uh, Logic retiring. How do you feel about that? <sighs> I don't feel anything about that. Yeah, I mean, no, no. I mean, he, you know, he he put up a fucking great career in ten years. I'm he's, just, yeah, I was know? gonna say, like, he definitely smashed it. He crushed it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, it's honestly, it's honestly probably a great move because, like, the style of music that he makes, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how many times are we gonna hear that the, those fast flows? Yeah. Like, how many? You know, like. He had some hits too. He had that suicide song that was like a huge. That was a big song. Mm -hmm. um, and then you know, his it created a cult fan base and monetized it and did it really well. Like he wrote a book. He smashed it. So I, my my initial reaction was like, kind of makes sense. Especially he's not like a limelight guy. Probably mm -hmm. just wants to duck off. Think about yeah, all the white rappers from that era. He's half black. No, yeah, but not not him, like Machine Gun Kelly, all that. Everybody's that's still doing it, that's relevant, has switched it up. Switched their sound. Or, or stop. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly more than anyone. Like, yeah, think of the I style mean, of rap music he made now, like, 
completely flipping the script to like a like a pop punk artist. Yeah, like that's that's insane. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm here for it. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I'm just pumped. I like it more than this rap shit. I'm pumped that that style of music is coming back into. The, yeah, the it's limelight. not even. It's it's really not my thing. You know, yeah. I, I, I'll never I'll never put that on. And it's but, super my thing. So I'm like, yeah. super, I'm just so pumped about. Yeah, it. I just think he, he's uh he's impressive. You know what I mean? He's he's willed his way and like just fucking kept evolving. And it's impressive what he's done. It's impressive what he's done. You know, he's he's um. I feel like he knows that he's diversifying and he's trying to diversify his acting. He's, mm-hmm. You know, he he does a lot of different shit. He's in a fashion, does all, like, it seems like he's, as much as he's a wild motherfucker, like, seems like, he's, together seems like he's, got, he's at least got good feel for shit. I mean, he's dating you know? Megan Fox, so. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, yeah, he, he he's great with, with girls, but I'm saying, like, that's probably oh actually yeah like even his look like you know the things that he's done he's just going in the right direction as just someone who watches i'm watching from Mm -hmm. he's a nice kid too like i've hung out with him a good amount nice nice nicer than you'd expect you know what i mean which is nice and good dude overall i mean he's definitely got his his battles that he's fighting you know we all don't we all don't we all uh before we get out of here mike what do you think about OnlyFans? uh only fans i don't i don't even fuck with it uh you never dabbled like what do you think about it i haven't dabbled at all <laughs> what do you think about it though um i'm sure you know people that use it yeah i do and that and that uh and that you know put their services on i don't it. know why i'm like yeah i mean i just got a little bit of ratchet in me you know i kind of like it's kind of like sexy a little bit like especially if they're not being like too gnarly on there mm-hmm. like there's something about it where they're just like that openly sexual it's like kind of fuck with it a little bit think how mainstream it I, is now. I usually get turned off by like girls who are like overtly like but just think how mainstream it is now for women to just monetize themselves yeah i mean look that's, doing shit like that how, how is it really any that how how much different is it really than anything else so like fashion models or like instagram like instagram famous girls who are getting 20k for a picture just because they're hot sex sells so it's just like oh i know but they they got their titties in their ass and they're like drinking bang energy drinks have nothing to do with (laughs) bikinis titties or ass or anything yeah but what i'm saying is like sex sells on every level so what like how it's really not that much of a departure from a girl who fucking posts her titties in her ass on instagram without just showing nipple, like how much different is it really? It's just been further monetized, which I think is incredible. I love it. Yeah. What, what I'm saying is like, I'm kind of a proponent of it. Cause listen, we had this conversation. We're not going to talk about it on air, <laughs> but about Bravo and like mm-hmm. this thing where like, where it could be, but like only fans, bro, this is the, f- this, okay. There's a proper term I'm not going to know offhand, but I've, I saw someone talk about this. But this is the future of commerce. Mm-hmm. You have services. Whatever you do, you make the best fucking tables or the best cake or the best beats. Whatever your talent is, you offer that service. You offer that information. Information is fucking everything, bro. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Like, and it's the most accessible so thing. So anything you're good at, even if it's fucking, if it's having sex, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, right? You can, you can, people can purchase that skill. It's scalable. Mm-hmm. Could be thousands and thousands of people consuming 
consuming it. Mm-hmm. And you could have, you could literally be fucking faint, literally rich from just your apartment if you have a skill set. Yep. You could have fucking, like, bro, you could be making 10K a class. Yeah. Because you had, say you had fucking 20,000 people that wanted to fucking, you know what I mean? Who knows? These are high scale things. But yeah. what I'm saying is even if it's, you're making an extra 3K a month, paying rent, that's, that's how, that's more than a lot of people make. Yeah, I mean, essentially, no one's slipping through the cracks anymore. What I'm, if you like, have if you have a skill set and you have a talent or yeah. you have something to offer, you can monetize. What I'm, this, this, but this you can monetize anything. This is bigger. It's a bigger topic than your like anyone gets right now, really, mm-hmm. because it speaks to a lot of the shit we're saying on this podcast about the education system and how yes. it's dated and and that mm-hmm. dude Naval talking about how jobs procreate themselves. You know yes. what I mean? So like. Everyone's like, oh, the robots are going to take our factory jobs. No, we're going to have a whole different, you don't even know the jobs that are going to exist. You know what I mean? Like the jobs don't exist yet. I know. But we procreate jobs. That's, that's, what, tr- that's what the trend is in culture. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what I'm saying is like this True. OnlyFans is an ironic, like it's already you know, Patreon, like it, it exists. But what I'm saying is OnlyFans making it so widely acceptable and at least widely viewed yeah. people, like it's on people's radar, like, this is the future of commerce and it's like the future it could dictate like schools being obsolete and like oh, because for sure. I you, mean, yeah, you th- get good at something bro if you're the best video well, game guy you sit take, in a take fucking it, house and play video games take it to the next step you're for a fucking second. multi-millionaire bro. are you familiar with masterclass yeah it's amazing so, so i took a masterclass with uh aaron sorkin who's like probably yeah, one of the best sure. screenwriters of all time and i paid probably 90 dollars for it i got to like sit and have a virtual lesson from the greatest screenwriter of all time yep. for $90. And it's like, it's probably 20 hours of, of now class. Now imagine if it was live, how much cooler would that be too? Oh, for sure. Like you could take in questions and like- but What I'm saying is like for $90, I can have like- The a, best guy, I tell you. The best guy, like just spill his secrets, which is like impossible to think about. It's like incredible. 10 years ago, it's like, to, it's to mention that, they'd be, think I was crazy. Yes, yeah, the shit. And I mean, the, what you're mentioning is about is is, is asset monetization. I'm talking more commerce for our total economy, oh, a global economy. For sure, like a guy in India who knows how to fucking code sure. better than anybody. For sure, could be having fucking yeah. thousands of Americans learning coding from him. I know. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's, like, more, it's just an app. It's like, gonna make us more advanced as a species, which is awesome. Um, yeah, it's a crazy. It's a crazy thing. But it's so funny. It's so ironic that it's OnlyFans. That's gonna like. But OnlyFans is more of like it's it's like it's like asset monetization. When I say that, it's like it's similar to when Airbnb came out. You could then take your home and you can you can right. turn your asset. No, you can monetize it's your more, assets. It's more of it's more a skill though. It's more like uh, OnlyFans it's more though. A service like OnlyFans. Look, look at me being hot as my skill set. <laughs> I see it. That's literally what it is. Think I see. Of, think, uh, why why are fashion <laughs> models making millions of dollars? Because they're hot. I know. Do you think it got? Big? I see it as asset monetization. Do you think it got? Nah, big? I'm, I'm saying it's a way bigger notion to look at it. The as bigger notion is like what your skill is, what you learn, what do you have to offer? Exactly. And then that's a that's dude. That's all it takes to be rich. Be I, good at something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and and what I'm saying is only like yeah. There's masterclass. We're talking about the top, the elite, the cream, the creme de la creme of mm-hmm. fucking talent. This is more everyone in their house. Like yeah, or anybody I mean, can do anything. Yeah, Tra- but- Travis, yo, could walk, could do fucking, literally walk people in through how to like edit photos yeah. and get a certain look you, and lighting. YouTube's, and- YouTube's been doing that for years too. Just like people putting tutorials yeah, yeah, yeah. on YouTube. You can learn anything on YouTube. This isn't what I'm saying. It's not a, brown, a groundbreaking. It's more about the mm-hmm. normalcy of like, 
how this can actually change our tire like how our economy operates yeah i agree you know what i mean mm -hmm. way less like businesses and corporations and all these people just like yo some hit my fucking venmo i made 8k this week because i was teaching people how to yeah. you know like i mean speaking of money like some of these girls on only fans like they're i mean at that party they're they were showing like our their account and she's like oh i made 16 grand this month and it was like halfway through the month who was it and uh you could beep it uh 16k a month she said she no like halfway we were at that party a couple days ago it was like oh, yeah, she, ha halfway she, through the month she's like i made 16 grand this month already wow 16 grand you, so there she's averaging a thousand dollars a day yeah get in a bag get she, the bag but that's what i'm saying like you that that's unreal that like that's available now you know but, what i mean but i think yeah it's crazy man. do you think, think it would be as big if this corona and this quarantine stuff i think this like it was at, a, at an all-time high. Oh, I'm sure it's quarantine. higher. It would have been, it it been successful regardless, but, but I, there's for sure a bump because people are just sitting at home and they're fucking well, horny and they want to fucking whack it. I get it. I've no, been there. Also, like, some of these girls can't don't have jobs because of the fucking corona shit. So oh, they decided to do that. Bro, I think I, I saw a lot of girls be like, I would never, ever do this. But I know it's I, like I'm doing it. You know what I mean? I never thought I'd do this, but I'm doing also, it now. Also, I want to shout this out, not naming any names, but... Um, I think you guys should participate. There's a there's a Steve who uh, she just had a baby and uh, her baby daddy just took off and she started an OnlyFans to kind of like help help pay the bills. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll give you guys the information, but I think you guys should maybe chip in, help a Steve out. Why not? You know, that's, Why not, that's <laughs> I got it's the. It's not funny. It's not funny. I'm just saying, like, do the help people helping people but for Kil like for kilmer it has to be in this in this lane like it has to be through i would have like, really touched i would have helped that, like, her regardless get her only i would have helped her regardless <laughs> that was, that was i'm so just saying uh, those are the message that really pull, pulls at the yeah, exactly. it really pulls at your heartstrings <laughs> i'm like yeah of, cor of, cor of course i'll support you of course yeah. you know yeah I mean, of course trick, i will the chicken dudes too man like as soon as you pay that monthly fee oh we don't have to get into that that's the whole it's called the thirst trap I mean, you know they, can pose. they don't have to be naked or anything. Do you bro. know what a thirst just, trap is? Yeah, then people just unsubscribe. Yeah, but they still got no, that national. But do you know what? Do you know what the thirst trap is on OnlyFans? It's they when, just never give them shit or something. It's when like you pay like a monthly whatever. It's say it's like ten bucks a month. It gets you in the door, and like the post that they post, like it's like BS, like no, not non nude, like nothing's happening, like very. It's like nude implied, but it's not really nude. But then within OnlyFans, they can send mass messages to their to their people, their followers, with like a video that's locked. And they'd be like, here's a video of like me shoving like a dildo up my ass. <laughs> pay $12 and I'll send it to you. And like some uh, of them are going to like pay it. You know what I mean? Probably most and they, of them. And, and they, do this, they do this every day. They release a video every day with like a little lock and saying like, this is how much the video yeah. costs. So they're getting the monthly. They're getting the monthlies from I these people. I get a huge bag on there. What I'm saying is that's how they're making there. the money. They're getting the monthlies, but then they're selling these like one-off videos every day. So I start letting the hog fly for some extra bags, some extra uh, vacays? Uh, what do we think, guys? I think we can finally afford the boat if you do that. <laughs> Dude, I, it might the be the key to the, it might be the key to the next phase of our lives. <laughs> let my hog fly on OnlyFans. Let your hog fly for Steve, please wait from the wires. I told oh, you. Man. Steve. There, He's fine, I think. Good boy, Missy Steve. I mean, you can... It doesn't have to be like... We're going I, down a rabbit hole we probably shouldn't go down. <laughs> Mike's, nah, like, Mike's contemplating selling his hog online. I don't know. I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> just, but dude, 
Like, I don't know. Maybe there'd be a phase in my life. Like, I'd probably enjoy it. Maybe I should. You guys should. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I thought you were talking about that. Like, what are we talking about? I'd probably enjoy it. Uh, no, I'm saying, like, there, there's, like, an obvious way of, like, if I were to show people, like, you know, like, how I would create ideas in the studio and, like, actually just make, like, little... A masterclass. I'm like masterclass. Yeah, like along those lines, like less official, you know, and just kind of like. Well, I think that's going to be like what our Bravo account is like. Yeah, honestly. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I would actually, I think I would enjoy doing that. I don't know if I would like, you know, there's, there's just like you don't want to do it too prematurely either. Like, no, at some not. point, I would, I would do that if, if it still feels appealing. But mm -hmm. like, I think a lot of people would just be interested and you could learn a lot from just like the idea of making songs and like there's a million different ways to write a song you know and just being able to share that yeah honestly like making music is just i'm quoting you here it's all about feel honestly yeah. it's when you make it when you make a song there's like probably 500 little tiny decisions you have to make and you know a good song will be if you like hit 80 of those on the nose or more mm -hmm. and then some days you'll hit 10 of those on the nose and it'll suck and you'll you'll hate it and it's just about like attacking those little mini, and it's it's that you can't teach honestly, and that's what sets the great apart from like the not so great. Yeah, I mean, and you got to like I've just like learning how to do it myself in the sense of like like I I've kind of eliminated that aspect because I I go step by step in a sense where like I do these freestyles and these passes, but like. There's a lot less pressure on like, oh, I gotta hit eighty percent of this for this to be a good song. Like, oh no, what I, I'm saying, no, no, yeah. you're exactly right. I'm speaking generally, you're exactly right. But what I'm saying is, even even on a bit like just an approach standpoint, this is kind of what I was talking about. Like, mm -hmm. you could explain these types of things and why I think that. Yep. But like, I have way less pressure because I'm not like, all right, I'm making a song right now. I'm like, I'm like throwing paint against the wall for the first. Oh, oh no, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. then and then there's another phase. And it's then, instinctual. Like, there's another day where like maybe you will snap and you'll hit like a bunch of cool idea ideas for that song. And then there's mm -hmm. another day where you like do a few and you feel like it's trash and like you're like you know. Oh yeah. So what I'm saying is it's like this it's like this art piece that evolves and like at the end of the line you know you gotta. It, it does come down to how it feels, but like, you know, even the the approaches to how you make music is like a really interesting thing that I personally would attest. Like, I would say a lot of the reason why I think my music got better is because my approach changed. Mm -hmm. If I was still doing it the same way, like, you know, I don't think I would be making this type of music and wouldn't sound like You said that. you started freestyling over stuff and it, it literally is like throwing shit against the wall. That's exactly what it is. It's like having, having like the, like the courage and the confidence to throw shit against the wall and then knowing like what is actually good out of all that. Yep. And it's, I mean? and it's a process and it's, it's not, it's not always easy, mm -hmm. but that's it's, a, a, it's a, made it a lot easier for I, me. I read uh, Anthony Kiedis's book from um, Red Hot mm -hmm. Chili Peppers. He'd, yep. say, he'd say that, uh, you know, when they wrote as a band and they couldn't like figure out what, like where the song should go. Say they were like coming up. Come on, Steve, seriously. He's like right by the wires. When they when they were like they can't figure out like where the bridge is gonna go, they're like, what should, instrumentally should happen in this bridge? They would like just go their separate way in like different corners of the room for fifteen minutes, and they'd all come up with their own. They're only have fifteen minutes to come up with like what they think it should be, and then they'd come back together, and then they'd like share their ideas and they'd pick the best one. Yeah. So then fifteen minutes, you have what the next thing is. Yeah. 
And that's, I mean, that's kind of the beauty of like being in a band back in the day. It's like you got to have five minds. I'm, together. I'm telling you, I, I, I get that's, that's, you're exactly right. And I achieved that through recording on the same beat in different days. Yeah. I'm in different moods. Oh, it's so different, different every day. I'm on different waves. Sometimes I'm fucked up. Sometimes sober. I just smoked <laughs> or I'm whatever, you know, like yeah. sometimes I don't even remember what I did at all, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, you know, that's my version of a band. Like, I actually do that exact thing. It's just, like, me from four different days. Yep. You know what I mean? And then usually, like, I, I find some shit I like, and that's, it's made it, it's made it easier to get, get my ideas out, you know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, hey, this was a nice little rabbit hole we went down. Uh, do you have any yeah. closing statements? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, that, <laughs> that was, was insane. That was crazy. <laughs> Did you catch that? I don't think that's in frame. What, what, Can you what? zoom in on that? I just, you'll be able to do a replay, but I, I don't just, think you'll be able to see what the I just in the way. threw it in there and it fucking, uh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, don't fuck it up. Don't fuck up the frame. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what was I saying? The, um, you know, the podcast is a, it's a dope avenue for us to just stay connected and we're, you know, trying to be respectful of the Corona virus in, in California, it's a fucking train wreck. So, you know, we're, we're not, we're not doing guests, but I think we're, we're getting close to that. And, you know, I think we're going to try one next week with somebody in the bubble in the NBA. Um, maybe George, who's like a, a good friend of ours who could, would give us some honest input on what's going on in there and how it's been. Um, but we'll make it work. I mean, I'm going to be in Utah, maybe, uh, I'll be able to crank one out out there. That'll be cool. That's all we asked for. Yeah. Crank them oh, out for I'm us, I'm going to crank one out for damn sure. Crank them out hard. We crank them um, out out here. But, uh, you know, might be in Nashville. Maybe we get some special guests over there. So we'll see. We're just going. We're flying. Uh, we're flying by the uh, wayside. This will be funny just down the line when the actual truth speaks itself. How long do you think you're going to be gone for? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think uh, I, I don't think given I'm coming off the heels of a long one, I don't think it's gonna be longer than two weeks. Pause. <laughs> I feel like I've said a lot of questionable, questionably homosexual stuff there. About that ride in guy. <laughs> That's why they call it Sin City. Dude, I'm fucking swimming my dick off. I'm out of here. So, like, just just throw a number out. What do you think? Four days, seven days a week? Uh, I think seven days I think a week. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. I yeah. think that's a fair estimate. Yeah, because I think I'll be in Utah for like a week, and then I might go to Nashville and mm -hmm. might pop home for a second. You know, <laughs> oh, in Rhode Island. I mean, if I'm in Nashville, yeah. I'll probably go up, and uh, yep. I gotta get tested for Corona before I go up there, obviously. But yeah, test me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't test me. I'll pass. Blue, any uh, final statements? Uh, sex.